welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Emma Guyte. I'm Andrew Nichols. And today on the show, we're talking about where are house prices falling and by how much. So we are going to dive into the variation, into the distribution. And this all comes from a great question from YouTube. From Matt, who says, Hi guys, idea for an episode. Where are the current price falls happening? I.e., which areas and also which quartile? Seems there is some great variation. Understanding that could present an opportunity. Grazie, Matt. Or was it grazie? I don't don't know. I liked it. It's good. I I I liked you doing it. It's not Matt, it's Mutt. (laughs) That's his name. So, Andrew, (laughs) let's start at the regional level. Where are house price falls happening? Now, Ed's done an amazing graph as per usual. Are you going to publish this, by the way? Oh, now you've said it. Now I have to. to. Look at it. It'll be in the show notes. Okay, good, good. Anyway, looking at the regional data from November to March, so only a six-month period, and you'll be able to have a look at Ed's pretty graph. There are six winners and seven losers. The biggest losers, Auckland, at a whopping 7.6%. So my immediate thought, and we'll come back to this, I'm sure, is great opportunities there. Wellington, 6.2. And then three lower North Island regions, Manawatu, Wanganui, Hawke's Bay and Gisborne, all between 3 and 4% each in terms of a drop. Then there are those that got gains. So Taranaki is up 1.6% and Otago and Northland between half a percent and 1%. And while there are some other gains and falls, they're just smaller. Yeah, and I think what's important to note is that while you see in the headlines house prices down 5% since November, whatever it happens to be. What you've just got to remember is that there are some areas that are still gaining, there are some that are falling. So now let's go and look a wee bit deeper then. Let's look at the council areas. So while there are about 16 regions in New Zealand and 13 of them get reported independent house price changes, there are 67 council areas, 67 territorial authorities. And so that allows us to get even more granular about where are we seeing those house prices changing. So of those 67, 26 have increased in price, have increased in value since November last year, which is kind of when triple CFA was introduced and we started to see a change in the property market. So while there were 26 gaining, there were 39 losing. So that's where you start to see the average goes down. The country as a whole goes down. So let's take a look at the distribution of that. There were 12 council areas where we have seen house prices drop by 5% or more. There are 15 where we see house price drops between 2 and 5%. It's interesting, Andrew, there are 12 that are between dropping 2 and 0%. And then you see, you know, those other 26 gaining. So there is real differences around the country. Let me just talk to you about them. Wairoa, which is a small council area in the Hawke's Bay, has dropped a massive 18.5%. Huge. Since November. Now, bear in mind, it's a small area. So there aren't that many properties being sold there. So sometimes the data can get swayed up or down. But we are using really high quality data. That's why I don't feel too bad sitting here telling you about it. Kawaro, another tiny wee, tiny wee district, which is in the Bay of Plenty, down 10.4%. But Lower Hutt is the one to watch because it is the largest area that has significantly fallen by 10.2% since November. Smashdown. Now let's talk about which areas have got those gains. Buller District up 20% or Portiki also in the Bay of Plenty 
up 15 and Waitaki up 9%. So again, here we see some areas up an enormous amount. Again, bear in mind that in Buller, houses cost about three cents each, so a 20% increase as it much. Send your complaints to 5522. <laughs> but we see some areas increasing, we see others still decreasing. So what are the broad trends? We've gone through some of the detail of it. What are you pulling out from this, Andrew? Well, firstly, that the South Island is doing better than the North Island. So in terms of gains in the North Island, you've got 36% of the council areas and losses are 64% with 26 In the South Island, it's 50-50, split right down the middle, 11 gains. 11 losers. So this is in terms of house prices changes. So 36% of North Island districts increased in price, but about two thirds of them fell. But in the South Island, it's 50-50. Yep. And of course, the second really interesting thing is that the regions are doing better than the cities. So in terms of cities that have gained more than 1%, it's New Plymouth and Queenstown. Cities that lost more than 1%, you've got Auckland, Wellington, all of it. You've got Palmerston, North, Dunedin and Invercargill. And in terms of less than 1% either way, you've got Tauranga, Christchurch, Whangarei and Nelson. So let's talk about why these trends are happening now. So we know that the South Island is doing better than the North Island, the regions are doing better than cities. Why would we see those trends? Well, I want to start by talking about Auckland. The thing that you've got to realise is that while 7.6% fall in Auckland house prices in the space of five months, boy does that sound scary, you've just got to remember Auckland is coming off a really high base. So in the five months before November, what happened? Well, in just five months, Auckland house prices jumped 13.2% in five months. Now, for the rest of the country, it was still massive gains, 9.7%. But we saw Auckland sprint ahead of the rest of the country for five months, and now we're seeing it coming back more than the rest of the country. Now, I expect that because of where Auckland is at its property cycle, Whatever happens to the rest of the country, it's probably going to be the same for Auckland. The second thing that I want to mention is that Wellington is really the scary one to look at because it's due for a correction. We've seen Wellington house prices skyrocket for the last six years and they have gone absolutely ballistic. So they are in the position where it's more likely to see some drop back where we're starting to see more sane house prices compared to the rest of the country. Now, let me just talk to you about that South Island, North Island divide, because it really comes back to, well, how much gains have we seen? If you've seen some areas like Kemanawatu, Wangadui, or Gisborne, for instance, which have seen insane increase in prices over the last six years, those places have farther to fall back to a more normal level of house prices where we'd expect them to be compared to some other areas. So let's take the example of Bay of Plenty. Since COVID came about, Bay of Plenty house prices are up 46%. So it's fair to say that even though I think Tauranga is okay, Bay of Plenty as a whole has screamed ahead over the last two years. Compare that to a place like Nelson or Tasman District. Since COVID, they've increased 31%. So they've had about two-thirds of the growth that we've seen in some places in the North Island. Well, that simply means that those South Island districts don't have as far to fall compared to some of those North Island areas like your Manawatus, like your Bay of Plenties, those kinds of places which have screamed ahead. And actually, seems like this podcast's favourite economist kind of tends to agree with this. Yeah, so let's talk about the regions which are most vulnerable as stolen from Tony Alexander. So most vulnerable, we've got Gisborne, Wellington, Dunedin and Manawatu 
Wanganui. Average vulnerability, you've got Auckland, Hawke's Bay, Waikato Bay of Plenty, West Coast, which is interesting, West Coast average vulnerability, Northland and Southland, and least vulnerable, top of the list was interesting to me, Queenstown, Canterbury, Taranaki, and then the top of the South Island regions. And so that was stolen from the most recent Tony's View Premium, which you should all sign up for, by the way, is I think it's only $150 or it's $130, which I know sounds like the sort of money you'd spend on Netflix for a year. But I mean, what do you want? Netflix for a year or, or a 30 page report from Tony per week? I know which is way. It 30 pages. Oh, it's about 30 pages I'm a week. I'm so glad that you read this and give me the data that I need to know. But I think that this is broadly in line with what we've been saying for yes. a wee while, which is why I wanted to put it in We might have got our prediction wrong with Queenstown, though. That's the only downside. Well, the interesting thing is I've always been worried about Queenstown just because it's so expensive, I like 1.6 mil average value. But, you know, it's okay. We might get it wrong 1% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so let's now transition over. We've seen where areas are around the country. We know which areas seem to be doing it hardest at the moment in terms of house prices. The real question that I want to dig into is, well, how should this then impact your investing at the moment? So it's actually quite an interesting topic. And my retirement from investors was short-lived, As you know, I'm back on the tools. I'm seeing investors at the moment. And what's been really interesting is kind of this, well, you know, do we buy now? Do we wait for a while? Look, I think there's opportunity in the air right now. Certainly in places like Auckland, for example, Canterbury, yes. You don't want to get too hung up on the stats and go, oh, well, there's you know, a drop there and so I don't want to buy there. I think Wellington's probably the exception to that. I actually just scrolled down on my notes, remove Wellington stock because we've had a bit of stock in Wellington and I just I just don't feel comfortable anymore that actually it's the right thing for someone to buy there because it's going to be a growth property, unless they're buying yield. If you're buying yield, then that's great. But if you're buying a growth product in Wellington, it's not right right now because you're probably going to have maybe a year worth of drop, maybe then four years worth of flat. There are probably better areas to buy if you're looking for growth stock yeah. at the moment. I think that's probably fair enough. I mean, does that mean that everybody should automatically head down to the South Island and start buying up big? No, no. You stick to what your original plan is. I think that too many investors get knocked off their course by some bad stats or some bad press. Or sometimes some good stats or yeah, some good press yeah. about an uh, area. You, yeah, exactly. You need to lock in what your plan is and then you need to repeat it and, and stick to that plan. You've got to stay the course because you're talking about a 15, 20 year investment plan in most cases. And what about the regions versus the cities? Are you going to be heading out to Buller? Absolutely not. So again, this is a flash in the pan. We don't want to be suckered in by the, the win right now because we've got to be thinking about what the long term prospects are for an investment there. You know, what I'm really hoping Andrew is that there's a lot of people out there who hear the stat around 7.6% drop in Auckland and get really worried. Oh yeah, go, there's more opportunities then. The, then I get a better deal from a developer, fewer people to compete with, it's great. Well, especially if they don't have the first part, which is thinking that, why have we seen such a big drop? Well, because we saw such a big gain beforehand and being able to tell that story in order to negotiate, I think that's really the opportunity there. So what I'll do is I'll link all of those graphs, they're not graphs actually, they're maps, both of the regional changes and the council area changes down in the show notes. So just tap or swipe over the cover art. I'll drop them in there. And actually, do you know what? This might end up being what we send out for private property this week, actually, Andrew, because I quite like this one. And actually, by the time that we release this episode, we probably would have already sent that email. So that's quite good. We're going back in time. (laughs) I think I might have a sound effect. Get the DeLorean. No, that's the wrong wrong sound effect. Uh, Hard to get good help around here. 
No. <laughs> yeah, that's more appropriate. Oh, that's the one. We're going back in time now. Radio, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And check out those maps down in the show notes. to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.